welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie review podcast that breaks down a movie franchise one movie at a time. And we're starting our second franchise, and it's the Three Flavors Cornetto Trilogy, starring Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, all movies directed by Edgar Wright. And like all good franchise franchises, we start with the first one, Shaun of the Dead. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with Ricky Marcelli. So, like, are we going to randomly plan to start a franchise with the last one at some point? Because now I'm kind of into that. <laughs> out of order. <laughs> Maybe. We'll find out. Uh, the net, the Ed of the group, Keith Swetland. So, uh, three iron would be my golf club zombie killing weapon. That's well, just because iron. you don't use a three iron. Yeah, I could get blood all over it and, uh, just put it right back. <laughs> Wouldn't even hurt the bag. Yeah. So, boys, I've been wanting... I This franchise is the one that I picked. I've been wanting to watch it for a while. Um, this is my first time watching Shaun the Dead in probably years. What about yourselves? Oh, yeah. it's It's been a hot minute. I mean, it's probably been since, like, it was originally out back in high school. I don't, like... This wasn't a movie I hooked back around to a lot, so it's been a hot minute. Yeah, I remember I saw it when it came out, and I liked it. And this, I've seen, I've seen this movie quite a few times. It was always one of those like DVDs that sit on the floor by the TV stand at the various like college houses I lived in. So it just yeah. kind of like Shaun of the Dead just appeared in my life quite a lot. And like, like the "You've Got Red on You" line is like a been a common thing in my brain for a long time (laughs) i like it it's got a good place it's got a warm place in my heart yeah um like i said uh all these movies will be directed by edgar wright uh all uh this movie stars simon pegg as sean nick frost as ed kate ashfield as liz uh who else we have lucy davis as diana dylan moran as david didn't mind him, you know. So that's your main group. Such, it's such a loaded cast. Like some of these people, yeah. like I understand, like even at this time they were just close, and you know it's British acting, so everyone's kind of like in everything. But like these people have gone on to be mainstays in Marvel films and DC films. Mm-hmm. Like this is a there's a Hobbit in the movie at one point. It's a huge cast. Martin Freeman, uh, the uh, where is he? I just saw his name. Peter Servence Whisks, something like that. Pete, he's the um, one of the guys from Guardian of the Galaxy, who, who his partners with John C. Riley. Uh, but yeah, this movie has a ton of people in it, even if they're in there for that short minute. So. The budget here for this one, it it says four million, but it's like Great Britain, so it's in pounds. According uh, to, so it'd be a little bit more in millions because the pound is five point. I've, if the website I went to was correct, it's like <laughs> five point five or something. We'll uh, on that. We'll just stick with pounds. We'll do a whole, we'll do all of our reactions like we know exactly what it translates to in American dollars. According <laughs> according to me being real, it's five point five, and I'm one hundred percent. So let's just make sure that if we're going to stick in British side of things, let's not use some of the words Britons Brits use for things such as you know cigarettes, <laughs> bollocks. All right, okay. Uh, I w- we will approve the use of cunt pretty liberally because one such a good word. Good day, mate. Hey, we uh, that, that's not that's not British. <laughs> hey, four hundred years it's ago, great thousands British. of us died, so we didn't have to say that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander so, Hamilton taught me anything. So this this movie is how what is a comedy slash drama slash horror flick. It's it's yeah, it covers that whole spectrum. I did not remember it being such like a deep movie. I like in my mind, it was like, Oh, it's just a chuckle zombie movie. But like this movie gave me anxiety. It gave me sadness. Like I was not, not prepared for the emotional roller coaster This movie put me on. Yeah. Uh, and I think a worthwhile conversation later on in this episode probably is how this like ranks among zombie movies. Cause I think in order to be a good zombie movie, it has to like function 
as a good movie, even the kind of like without the zombies. And this movie does extremely well at that to where like, if you just focused on the like relationship and life issues that Simon Pegg was having, it'd be just a cool movie about like trying to make it in hard times and get by in life and everything's hard. And like, I think that that would be a cool movie in itself. And then like, as we move on through this trilogy, these guys are masters at um, like lulling you into like a false sense of security about the plot that we're receiving. And then they'll like blindside you with, Oh my God, there's zombies. Like if you didn't know there was zombies when you started this movie and you didn't know it was a zombie movie, like, it would be a surprise, I think. If if you went in blind, yeah. If if you don't know the name of the show movie or you don't know anything about it, and you just a friend of yours went, Hey, come watch this movie with me, you would not know for the first what 20 minutes that this would be a zombie movie. It's so cool. That's I think I think that's my favorite part about Shaun of the Dead is the like this this quietly pulling you into the fact that it's a zombie movie. Yeah. So before we jump into the movie. Allow me to give you the plot breakdown. And unlike some of the movies in the last trilogy we watched, there is an actual overarching plot to this movie. <laughs> uh, Simon Pegg's character, Sean, has a very bad, awful day. Um, he is a child in a grown man's body who is not quite grown up yet, uh, dealing with his friend who is holding him back, Ed, uh, destroying his relationships uh his career he's just holding him back to the point where it all crescendos into one just no good awful day um <laughs> he gets trashed at the end of this awful day um uses that as a reason to say i've got to it's time to grow up it's time to better my life and then he just has to better that life through a zombie apocalypse um trying to get his family together to save them, trying to get his ex back to prove to her that he can do it, and everything in between that leads to just quite a start to his new life. And that is essentially the plot of Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, I think there's a scene when he's trying to come up with a plan of what to do to react to the zombies where he just like lays out the plot in about two seconds where he's like, all right, we'll uh, go get my parents. We'll head to the Winchester. We'll hold up there for a little bit. (laughs) I essentially just do that. (laughs) That's one thing I love about these movies is every movie, the entire plot is montaged. And within (laughs) the first 20 minutes of the movie, you know, the whole plot breakdown of what they want to do. It's like, yeah, for this, it's, Gonna go get my mom. Gonna go get Liz, and then we're gonna co- uh, go back to the Winchester. But I like the fact that they played it off of like we're gonna go get, go get mom, Liz, and then we're gonna come back to the house, the apartment that they're at. You're missing the one part that was the great part about going to get his mom is oh, kill, kill Philip, <laughs> who was acted by Bill Nighy, who also again a huge actor just in this movie and fucking kills it in his scenes. Yeah. He's, he's great. Yeah. I, but I, the subtle things I really, I really liked about this movie is like the slow motion or not slow motion, but like the montage of doing quick things like opening a fridge and then pouring a drink or something like that. The hard dramatic cuts. Yes. <laughs> I thought they were great. Yeah, all three of these movies do that really well. They, there's like there's a, there's a very specific style and look to these movies. I like the camera filter they used in this whole movie. Everything was sort of like a little bit off, a little bit bluish gray. That's kind of the vibe that it was putting off. Just yeah, the I, whole beginning of the movie. One, the like hard hit to the face to really tell you how old this movie is with the tube TVs, the plane of the wired PS2. <laughs> the Nokia cell phones. Yeah, there was like no cell phones. They kept on having to use landlines. That was kind of cool. Uh, it was just the whole opening to this movie was like was said, and just like the subtle hints in the background that something wrong was going on, but like it wasn't a tire iron to the face. Like it was just like this slow build, like. What is going on? Like, if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't catch it. You would just assume it's normal background noise in a movie. Which was, which is fantastic. Like, the the day one of the apocalypse, you know, the zombie outbreak, Sean wakes up get, from getting wasted, 
And then he walks back, walks to the convenience store that's down the street, which was shot in one shot motion, not multiple shots. They just took the camera with them. Yeah, single camera. Yeah. But we watched the day before, and it was the, the exact same thing that happened the day of the zombie outbreak. And it's just him playing it off like nothing. And, you know, he there's bloody handprints on the Coke can, uh, machine that he's getting a can out of, but he's not paying attention because he's yawning or he goes yeah. when he goes and pays the uh, cashier, but the cashier wasn't there. We, that was there yet. He wasn't there yesterday, but he popped up. So he's like, I'm just gonna leave my money here. Bye. I mean, we've all been there. Just super <laughs> hungover. You're just kind of going through the motions. Cause everything hurts. Like, I mean, we've all been there. Oh yeah. No, the, this movie does that. You can tell the creators are really, they're fans of zombie movies because they do that really classic zombie movie move of like panning over a newspaper really quick to show that something's off in the world. Or like as they change the channel through the news, they're about to say something kind of shocking and then they go on to the next thing and just continue on as normal. I like, love that though. I yeah. love that. That he would change the channel no matter what or not. Re- when, when the news station comes on, mm-hmm. he's watching it. And when they're about to break the sudden news, someone calls him over for a phone call. So he doesn't hear it. You know, it's just all those pay attention for two seconds more and you'd be able to understand what's happening in the world, but he gets pulled away or changes the channel. Well, in the first scene we get of like things were going wrong was actually the night they were getting trashed. Cause mm-hmm. like after Simon Pegg's character gets dropped, gets dumped by his girlfriend, Liz, because he fucked up their anniversary plans because mm-hmm. he's a child and he, grown man's body um they go to the winchester and there's like two people making out in front of the winchester and then they finally come out of the winchester hours later and those people are still there making out till (laughs) oh my god his head goes the wrong way (laughs) like that's like again such a small subtle thing that if you're not paying attention you wouldn't see and it was just like there's just so much good in this movie i just oh oh it was so good i loved so much yeah and like Go ahead, Keith. Oh, b- before we get too much further into like the the good zombie stuff, I think it's it's worth noticing this is like this is like a working class ass movie. It's like it's not often in modern comedies or sitcoms or movies that you see like people struggling to get by and like working like a shitty nine to five job. They got roommates. Like they're obviously like not comfortable. They're struggling. Like, and I think that's it's cool to see that angle in this movie and. They use the zombies. It's a you don't have to read very far between the lines to like see the metaphor of the zombies as like the the daily the day to day grind of a working class life. Like wake up and you go to work, wake up and you go to the store, and go through the exact same motions. It's like they even like they hammer it pretty heavy with the that scene you were talking about where it's the exact same like process of going to the store during a zombie apocalypse and not during a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. I mean, exactly. they really, they really nail that home at the end of the movie when they're like, they're great for retail work. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah it's very. <laughs> because like we're the the like we were talking about the opening scene of him going to the convenience store for two straight days. Same thing happens every time. You know, the homeless guy asks for money, gives him money day one, day two, it's the zombies. He's not paying attention because it's <laughs> the homeless guy. So he's like, ah, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't even have enough there. money for the shop. Yeah. yeah. Also, God, I would kill to live in like that type of like atmosphere where like it's a two second walk to the shop to get what you want. God, I would cool. kill for European living. Go down to the bodega. <laughs> yeah. These, these, uh, this whole movie, these all the three movies, but for this one we're talking about all the subtleties. You know, we've said in the one of the main plots is the relationship between Sean and Liz, and their anniversaries the night of the night before the zombie outbreak and he's you know she asks hey where we're going and he's like oh i'll take you to the place that does all the fish and then when he call opens the phone book the restaurant is literally called the place that does all the fish oh i didn't catch that that's awesome (laughs) and it's just like that's awesome you know like the just the subtleties like ed when he's talking to pete you know uh because pete is the over tension, over uh, bearing roommates of Sean's <laughs> who wants Ed to leave. And, Understandably, I will say. Uh, oh yes, and 
you know, he's just like having Ed, since Ed stays there, he's like, leave all the voicemails, this, this, and this. <laughs> and then they get into it. And then Ed's like, next time I see you, you be dead. <laughs> and then the next time they see him, he's dead because he's a zombie. God, I didn't even, there's like, I mean, it's a British movie. So like yeah. the fact that it's a little bit of a higher quality comedy <laughs> at times, like makes sense. They like to go with the highbrow comedy a lot of the time. But like it isn't just that, which is kind of a surprise for a British thing. Is that it is kind of like slapstick at times, and it's just it has such a huge range through the whole movie for everything. It's just so good. I love the exacerbate joke when they do the like, <laughs> what is it? What does exacerbate mean? And then t- and then way at the end of the movie, the joke it's like a ninety minute payoff for that joke. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Don't exacerbate it. Wait, what? No, what does that, that mean? <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, there's like another one of those like foreshadowing type thing is when Sean goes to visit Liz after she breaks up, but he won't be let in by Diane or David. And he's like, I'll climb up there if I have to. And then all of a sudden you think he's climbing up. Then he calls like, let me in. And then when the, zo- late the next day, when he goes to the zombies, he climbs up it. You know, it's just like those subtleties are like, Okay, that's awesome. It's the show of his growth. Yeah. Oh, but uh, man, when they first discover the zombie apocalypse, it's probably my favorite thing of just, there's a lady in the garden. Hey, Oh, yeah. <laughs> when she turns around, and they're like, she's still drunk. <laughs> and like, she tackles them. It's like, ma'am, uh, I'm not into you. You can get <laughs> off me now. Which they I mean, were, uh, realistically, that's probably how you react to that situation because you're not going to just naturally jump to like. That's what this was. That's another good point of this is that they don't just naturally jump to. Oh my god! It's of course it's a zombie apocalypse. It's like, what? What the fuck are you doing, twat? Get out of our yard! Yeah, yeah why are you <laughs> sitting there? I, it, it, it hits him over the head that she's a zombie is when Sean says, all right, enough's enough. I'll get physical. And he shoves her into, and she falls through the post. Oh, yeah. And then she Those gets up, and then they go, they, then they run into the house, and they're like, call, call, the, call the ambulance, call the cops, call this. And, like, it's, and they're like, it's just one number, and it's busy right now. <laughs> that whole line was so, what, what do you want a firefighter or a fire An ambulance. engine for? He's like, I just want something with, shot with flashing lights. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and- during all this scene too, there's like they they do a really good job with music. I, I love all the music they choose in this movie. Like the they they even like have that scene of throwing the records. I thought that part was cool. And they're like, I love that. That's a fun scene. Yeah. I have one part of that scene that I found very rude though. <laughs> the mocking the Batman soundtrack. I felt that was on call. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about the Batman I, I, I love, I love that. They're like they're, they're going through the vinyls to see to throw at like instead of maybe attacking them with the weapon, the first zombie with the weapon. They're like let's throw vinyls at her, uh, at them. Um, uh, Pink Floyd, no keep. Uh, Beatles, uh, monkeys throw that. You know, <laughs> Batman throw that. Well, and that kind of continues the theme of them just being awful at killing zombies. They, they oh, choose yeah. the silliest things to try to kill them with, which is it's fun because they're just like normal ass people. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so when the, they kill that first zombie, is fucking brutal. Oh yeah, there's some good kills. And then they uh, just go and have a sit down. <laughs> the the scene of them all leaving with weapons, and Sean's the only one that attacks. <laughs> you know, he's like, "Where's all the help?" It's because the fact is the Sean has the uh, cricket stick. That's like a padded weapon that they use, or like a, you know. Oh uh, yeah, you can definitely tell at points. You're like, oh, that's definitely foam. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He had the like a you know a gimmicked weapon. However, all the other actors had real ones, so they couldn't oh, hit. They oh, couldn't hit the extra zombies because yeah. <laughs> a real pipe, a real golf club, a real you know, it's just like. And I thought that was that's funny to see. By the way, the zombies looked real good in this. They did great with oh, the makeup. They looked the, amazing. Yeah. Uh, m- many of the zombies are fans from the TV show Spaced, which starred oh, nice. uh, yeah, Simon Pegg. Peg and Nick Frost. <laughs> yeah. So they uh, did a space, they reached out to a uh, space web- fan website and, like, hey, do you guys want to be actors in our mo- extras in our movie? Sick. Um, 
God, it's when we learn at this point that Sean's stepdad has been bitten, and that's when we get the dramatic like lead up of what the rest of the movie is going to be about. Uh, and we get the iconic meme that exists now of go down to Winchester, grab a pint, and wait for this all to blow over. <laughs> that's a good line. I, I I love I love I love this one of the scenes I like love is. Philip's bitten and then the zombies attack the car again and he's bitten again and he's they trap him in his his jaguar his precious jaguar <laughs> and like the mom's trying like hey let's get him and Sean's like your husband is dead this is this this and this and then he's like he's not the same again however the zombie turns off the loud music that was such a good part <laughs> and he just looks at it's like all right we have to go now <laughs> but dude right before he turns into a zombie that fucking just dramatic the monologue delivered yeah. about like i know i wasn't always the best dad but i was trying to set this example for you to grow i was like oh <laughs> god damn it like what keith was saying you know about how the a thing with the relationships in this movie is another strong point to this movie of um, even though it is a comedy slash zombie movie there is a true relationship between the main characters in a way with the other characters oh yeah no like this if this movie could have just been about him like trying to like reconnect with his parents and like figure out what he wants to do with his life i think there's a movie there (laughs) you don't need the zombies also being a british show there's a lot of people including simon pegg himself who are in uh, doctor who eventually (laughs) or were in doctor who way back his mom is a very like main iconic doctor who character who even had her own show in the doctor who universe at one point okay so it's like she's a pretty like iconic british like figure well rick you're gonna be our doctor who correspondent i've never seen a single episode of it so i'm sorry (laughs) uh quentin tarantino dubbed this one of his top 20 movies made dang that that probably felt good for them for to get that praise all right, I think my favorite scene was when they're trying to get to the Winchester and Sean goes to jump the fence and the fucking fence just falls down. <laughs> you, ever, ever, you, you ever thought of a shortcut or ever heard of a shortcut? I was fucking like nearly on the floor laughing at that part. That was so God, like that's the slapstick part. I was just yeah. like, that had me in near tears. It was so yeah. good. Yeah, some of the, there's some, definitely some really good gags in this in this joke in the in this show like the i like the like the fart joke going throughout there I'm that sorry. was a good one yeah For what? That, that was solid oh, <laughs> no <man>. i'm sorry <laughs> i i i i love the uh line that ed gives the like uh, when they're when he's on the phone when Simon Pegg's on the phone with his mom he's like i'm coming to get you we're coming to get you barbara <laughs> from the uh uh, George R. A. R. Romero movie. The what's the movies? Oh my! Was oh, that Night of the Living Dead? Night of the Living Dead. Like we're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> and uh, they had they gave him a private showing because the, a lot of this movie's based off the Night of the Living Dead for him, Makes and sense. he he did not catch that reference. Nice. Oh wow! <laughs> Always good loved- when you can slide one past the creator of one of your favorite works. But he loved the movie so much that he had Simon Pegg and uh, Edgar Wright uh, be a cameo in the Land of the Dead movie as zombies. Oh, cool! Yeah, this movie it really stands up to like the like the big zombie movies. I think throughout history, it's a, like a just a, like because of all the human aspects of it, all the, the good relationships, the good jokes, the good drama, like the sadness and the happiness. That like it fits with the rest of the zombie movies. All the Dawn of the Dead's, Day of the Dead's. Uh, speaking of the emotional part, this is about when uh, Sean's mom gets bit. And I just love how subtle they are about it. Like, you just see her keep scratching at her cuff. Like, it's not like super in your face. It's that, like, typical old British person, too, mm-hmm. where it's like, I don't want to be a bother. Oh, yeah. She kept on saying that, too. <laughs> she kept going, like, you know, Barbara, come up there. And every time they would talk to her, she'd be like, hello. Like, Mm-hmm. she's zoning out like you when they do the zombie impressions she's like barbara perfect and she's like i'm sorry i was two miles away oh that reminds me of i think my favorite joke in the whole movie 
is when the they they were first referred to. I forget the character's name, but like I did not call her call her a failed actress. And then, <laughs> then later on, she's like teaching them how to act like zombies, and it's, it's so funny uh, because she's just like a shitty actress. <laughs> it's Lucy Davis. It's Diane. Yeah. Okay. But there was what was the the phrase they used? I wrote it down. Like wait, vac- vacant with a hint of sadness. <laughs> she's yeah. describing their eyes. Like how you're supposed to look like a zombie. Keith, you're forgetting the best part about that line though, where it's like. You called David a twat and uh, Diane a failed actress. I did not call <laughs> Diane a failed actress. Yeah, that was that was my favorite. And then the, the vacant with a hint of sadness. I just love that. Was- that line always sticks in my head. <laughs> Dude, that scene of them trying to get into the Winchester acting like zombies gave me such anxiety. I was like, oh, why yeah. is this movie like giving me such anxiety? Yeah, and I, I, lo- I not- go ahead, Keith. I say I I just love it when zombies do that trick, like the walking dead like season one episode one has a good moment like that like where it's just like makes you like want to bite you know like bite your nails because they're trying to like walk through the zombies it's so like it never fails that it's always good when movies or when shows or shows or movies do that yeah it was such (laughs) a good scene Uh, you know it it, you know it's just great because they're trying to get in the winchester and the david character it's like i've had enough he panics breaks in the breaks down the window (laughs) and they're like don't do that i have a plan well, your plan is stupid. You don't have a plan. Breaks the window. Sean lures the zombies away. <laughs> and then I love like the montage, like the them in the Winchester. And he's freaking out about how we're supposed to survive. And then Sean shows up and he's like, I gave him the loop. You know, and they're like, where, where, how did you come in? There was a back door. I was trying to tell <laughs> you. Would, would anyone like a peanut? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I like that. Go ahead, oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. That guy was so incompetent. I loved him. He was so he's just so dumb. Like when every, he got ripped to pieces, I didn't mind it. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of like good. You deserve it, twat. And then Diana <laughs> sacrifices herself to try. Oh, to that save was heartbreaking. Him. Dude, I, oh, she had a leg of a zombie beating other zombies. That was such a funny fucking scene. Yeah. And that's like one of those things with this movie that there is that interwinding relationship between everybody because you have sean with liz but david wants to get with liz but since (laughs) he couldn't he's stuck with diane more important things to deal with right now (laughs) yeah Um, you know he just plays it off like i don't have feelings for you and (laughs) even from the first scene you could tell sean knows that he has feelings yeah uh we glossed over the fact that uh some, that Sean finally breaks and goes in at Ed because when they're trying to get into the Winchester, Ed takes a phone call about trying to have weed. Oh, that was very yeah. funny. <laughs> I love old Ed. Ed, Ed Ed's so cool. <laughs> um, and, God, that scene was just great and just like really showed where Sean was finally growing up. So a weird thing about Ed is that Nick Frost shaved his balls so he can truly itch himself during oh the whole yeah movie. that's so funny gross oh and his like his, his gorilla impression i like that throughout the whole thing <laughs> which once again that's a foreshadowing because you know ed gets bitten bitten and he becomes a zombie yeah but at the end of the movie he's a gorilla zombie <laughs> look i was just like once again perfect thing to do of just having it uh be a throwaway joke that hey have you seen this guy's awesome gorilla <laughs> yeah and then at the end he's that's what he's trying to do and uh, and and man that's one of the s- sad moments when he like puts the cigarette in his mouth at the end and they say goodbye to each other that was heartbreaking because that's like that was, his his best friend right there that's when we had that whole just like line of just like pure sadness and depression because it felt like it was going to be at its end because you have yeah. barbara finally like revealing that she's been bitten and that she's not feeling well Finally dying, David threatening to blow her head off. And that's one of the that scenes like range was just so much. That's yeah. just a whole that whole scene mm-hmm. there, just him like crying, like put the gun down, don't point that at my mom. And you know, he's oh, yeah. like, She's not your mom, she's a zombie. It's like you could tell in that w- scene that I think that Sean's character was like, No, there could be a way to save her. But <laughs> Philip, no, he had to die, you know. Because he was—he's his stepdad and didn't really care for him until the very end. <laughs> but for his mom, you know, for anybody's mom, there's a way, there's a cure to make her 
not a zombie anymore. However, for this movie, you had to shoot her in the head because you had to get rid of the head or the brain from the zombie to kill them. Again, that whole David scene, though, where he just gets ripped open was so, like, gross. The gore in this movie is so, like, subtle at times, but it's so good. Like, that whole scene was just, like, because, one, as Joe said, you don't feel bad about it. You're like, good, fuck that prick. (laughs) And just ripping his legs off. Oh, God. It's funny just to see, if you watch it closely, you're going to see how it's, like, a dummy in front of him, and you're going to see his head at the awkward, like, he's sitting like straight sitting up while his bed, his whole body's just laid down. And it was just like, you get what you deserve because you threatened Sean's mother with a gun, even though she was a zombie. But And then like the final climactic scenes when they get into the basement and they're like, we got two bullets left, one for you, one for me. And then you have Ed like in the background making like one-off comments through the entire scene. Yeah, so good. And then they, they even squeezed in a joke when he like kind of handed by him so it would look like like shooting each other. That was yeah. so that was so funny. <laughs> it was so dark. Yeah. He's like, okay, he's like he's talking it out to himself to figure out how to do it. <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't think I've caught it in me in one day to shoot my best friend, my mom, and my girlfriend. Oh yeah. <laughs> that'd be a tough day uh I, I, one of the like a throwaway line i love is when sean runs into the leader of bizarro world in the beginning of the movie it's like sean how's it going he's like surviving yeah and then at the very end they meet up again and he's like, hey sean how's it going surviving <laughs> just surviving they uh like I said, it's just all those throwaway things. It's just they come full circle until the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. One of the other cool zombie movie tropes that they do is to, like, try to, like, tease at the bigger picture kind of thing when the, at the like, when they're flashing the news things at the end and they're about to say, like, the, zomb- the, the zombie situation, six months later, it was caused by, like, the excess use of, and then the channel just changes. Like, like they, we never know. Yeah. You never know. They take a shot at 28 days later because they're like, <laughs> it wasn't caused by rabid monkeys. <laughs> they uh, they were thinking about making this a sequel. Um, uh, they're going to make a sequel for this movie, but they, they decided not to because it was going to be called uh, From Dusk Till Sean. <laughs> uh, yeah, that line alone, though, almost makes me want it, but I'm yeah. glad you didn't. However, however, it is in a movie from Dust Till Sean. Go if you go watch Spider Man into the Spider Verse. There is a poster. Oh, of, from Dust Till Sean. Yeah, that's awesome. Dang, that's clever. Yeah, they um, they you know like this whole movie is just so good. Uh, they uh, um. When an interviewer asked uh, Peg, why are the zombies moving so slow instead of running? And it's, he's replied, because death is not an energy drink. I mean, yeah, he goes for the more classic Romero, slow, yeah. sh- like, dragging zombie. And, like, I mean, I 28 Days Later is my other favorite zombie movie, and they have fast zombies. But, like, I like the slow zombie approach, too. Like, I like both sides of the things, so... It's- when when somebody's running in this movie, Sean looks at them like, "Wow, you're sprinting really fast because you're <laughs> exercising," and he's not paying attention that there's a zombie chasing oh, yeah. him, you know. But but it's slow. So, Keith, you want to do, talk about the uh, this zombie movie comparing to other zombie movies? Oh yeah! Oh geez, I was during this. I've been trying to think about what my favorite zombie movie was. And it's probably Dawn of the Dead. I think that's my favorite zombie movie. It's hard to rank the zombie movies for me, but uh, I think yeah, this one's. I mean, this one's obviously like pretty easily in the top five. Like, uh, got the Dawn of the Dead. Twenty eight days later is pretty spectacular. I think this one fits up there with them. Like, I don't know if I can rank them. Yeah, yeah this one. I would agree. Like, because to me. 20 Days Later is, like, one of my top zombie movies. Um, this probably has to be top three, at least. Like, this is just, like, a qu- like it's a good movie wrapped around a zombie movie. Because you have Night of the Living Dead, and that's some more, I think, more iconic 
zombie movie because you know it has the line of like oh, we're coming to get you barbara and i feel like may you know in my eyes that that broke started the zombie movies even though there might have been some before but like land of the dead i mean you know that uh that movie alone just started it started the genre of zombies yeah, th- this movie is difficult to place because it like it has so much comedy in it to the point where it's almost parody. But I, I, I wouldn't call this a zombie parody. I think this is an honest, like honest and true zombie movie, I which agree. Is, happens to be a comedy. Yeah, so that's like that makes it difficult to like compare. Because I would because say it's, it's more an homage than a parody. Because I don't think yeah. they're making fun of zombie tropes. They're just making jokes within the zombie tropes. Oh yeah, they love the zombie tropes and they treat them seriously. Which is cool. I, 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 what I liked uh, about this movie is also the shooting of the style of the movie. You know, like when we're in the bar and it's Liz and Sean talking, Liz is talking about how she would prefer to be just them two. And, yeah. you know, and then all of a sudden the camera just pans, quickly pans over to <laughs> Ed playing pinball or whatever. And then it's like, oh, Ed's there. And then he's just like, yeah, I totally uh, 100% agree with you. Do you agree, David and Diane? And then the camera pans <laughs> to the left, and then they're there too. And it's just like, okay, that's funny. Like, that's that's an Edgar Wright trope of quick pans, and then whoever they're talking about is right next to them. Yeah. And the, I love the... The Simon Pegg, the Simon Pegg performance. He's 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 one of those actors that like essentially plays himself in all of his roles that he's in, but it works. He can pull it off. So he's got that like that character that's just like he's able to put himself in these roles where that fits, and it's like just very good. I think yeah. Simon Pegg is underrated, you know, in his acting ways. Oh, I love Simon Pegg. I mean, he's in a couple of franchises that I'm sure we will touch on at some point with Mission Impossible and the new Star Trek. Um, like, we're probably going to have a lot of Simon Pegg in our lives for a while. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not upset about that. Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's charming. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything that you guys didn't like about this movie? Because I know we've been talking about how awesome it is. But is there anything, a scene, a, a line, a, anything like that? You'd be like, you know, that was, you can let it slide. Yeah, I mean, I think by nature of me, because I've, I've seen this quite a few times, and I think like the there's part part of like the lead up to kind of the second act is a little boring while they're putting the plan together to like go and get to his parents. I thought that that that, that was a little slow, but I mean, it's all necessary because you got to build up the relationships between the roommates. But that that part dragged a little bit for me last night while I was watching it. But other than, I mean. Other than that, like, it's pretty, it's simple enough to where it, there's not a lot of, it's a nice, it's a nice tight, it's a, it's a little bit over an hour and a half, I think, which is kind of refreshing. It's a nice, it's, it's an a, hour 40, so it like falls right in the last franchise we just did. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very tight 90 minutes, which is really, which is nice. That adds a, that adds a portion to my stars. It adds a quarter portion to my stars. Like, it's not a perfect movie, <laughs> but it's not in a way that there's something wrong with it. It's just... It is what it is. And I mean, it's the low budget like effects to it, but like there's nothing about the movie where you come away going, that was bad. Yeah. Um, I have to uh, disagree with Keith. I, I really like the idea, the scenes of them setting up the, uh, what we're going to do because in their mind, it's perfect. We're going to do this, this, and this, and this, but when they do it, you know, we'll be in and out for to get mom where she has to have tea with her. And then <laughs> Philip's not dead. You know, everything goes wrong in a way. I thought that was good. It was a very like British section of it where it's like, it was a very dry, very like mm-hmm. comedy. That's like very just like, Oh yeah, that's, that's a, that's a joke to them. type yeah. thing. But, <laughs> you know, they, they still Pete's car and then they see the Jaguar and, Ed's like, I want to drive that. So he crashes the car and Sean's like, but you were parked. Something freak, freak accident. Oh, 
Another good joke was uh, it's certainly not dry humor. It's very, very wet humor, but he just screams, get fucked four eyes to his asshole roommate. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty great. Did did Ed <laughs> drop a hard end bomb at some point in this movie? I don't uh, think so. No. But when he got out of the car at one point, I feel like he said something that was very inappropriate when he was telling everyone to get in the car. They do a lot. They do that, uh, like the early two thousands gay jokes a lot, where they they say "I love you" and then "gay." Like that's a pretty that's a pretty early two thousands humor right there. <laughs> when they're in the bar and David's freaking out, and he's like, "What are you gonna do? Listen, uh, what are you gonna do? Protect your boyfriend over there?" And then he Ed shows up like, "Here you go. Here's your beer. It's a little warm. Thanks, babe." <laughs> well, but he goes, "It's not. He's not my boyfriend." Yeah. First of all, if someone ever accused either of you of being my boyfriends, I'd be like, "So." Yeah. <laughs> First of all, we like we don't identify that way. We're just yeah. partners. Yeah. <laughs> We're life partners. All right. Yeah. If you got a problem with that, you come to terms with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> uh, one of the things I love about the this movie is the you know epic foreshadowings in a way of. When they're getting plastered on night one, and then Ed breaks down every care every person in the room. Oh yeah, you know the lady who's drinking by herself is a former porn star. (laughs) You know, and then the the old guy in flannel is something, and then we see them later on. Like there's the guy in the red cowboy boots, and then we drive by him later on the movie being eaten alive. Hopefully by his family. Then we see the uh, the fake old porn star and the old guy being zombies around the bar, and then you know the big fight scene of them trying to beat him up with a pool stick. Oh well, blaring queen, God, I fucking loved that scene. Which that brings oh, yeah. up my one of my favorite things is like when Sean and Ed are drinking and Sean's trying to express his feelings, and then Chicago's "You Leave Me Now" song comes on. You just hear. <laughs> Who, who the hell put that on? And you hear Sean go, it's on random. And then- that fucking running bit through the whole movie of it's on random was so funny. <laughs> yeah, who the hell put don't- on it. Uh, it, was, it was don't stop me now. Like who the hell yeah. put that on? And Ed swinging there. He's like, it's on random. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and one more thing I think that's a uh, quick to throw in there is there was a good hood slide when, when, when the, I think uh, it was, yes. I think it was, I forget. It was, was it Sean? Yeah. Sean, when Sean was running away and he does a good, does a good action movie move and does a good hood slide. There's a lot of that in this movie of like when Sean is the action hero that needs to be in this movie, he's full, full on that guy of, Mm -hmm. all right, we're going to do this, this, and this. And then when somebody gets attacked, he does some type of parkourness of (laughs) to help when his mom is, uh, when they're going through the four uh, backyards and his mom, he, he hears his mom yell, he jumps over a fence off a trampoline and I dan- that cartwheels and runs straight to his mom. So I think when he when something is truly important to him, fear is nothing to him anymore. You know, it's like the action star, action hero. Uh, but yeah, this whole movie is fantastic. But it's all the subtleties of, um. So, by the way, I guess, uh, I don't know, he just played, he was just in uh, Star Wars Episode 7, because there was uh, the guy that played Peter, he was, he was played the voice of Darth Marl, Marl in Phantom Menace. Ah. Hmm. Ah. But, um, <sighs> once it held again, up. I, think- I didn't, I, I was surprised at how well it held up. Yeah, this one, th- this movie is pretty good for if it just like if it appears on if it, if it appears in front of you, like not necessarily start to finish. I think it's this is a great movie just to watch like twenty minutes of every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's good for just a good in passing. It, it really does. Like honestly, I would not mind not watching. I wouldn't mind watching this movie again down the line. You know, it's just one of those things. It used to be on Comedy Central here and there. Now it's not so. Luckily, I own it, but I think it's on HBO Max now. So if it's ever on TV and there's nothing on, I might turn it on to to watch it. But I'm trying to think of uh, um, 
Then I saw something else, but but uh, yeah, there's just the epic foreshadowing is I think a highlight to Edgar mm-hmm. Trait uh, Edgar Wright, and fantastic. Boy. Yeah, it, it, that might be my one my one negative to this compared to other franchises that we do or I imagine we'll do down the line is that it doesn't kind of compared to like Predator One, like it doesn't feel like a big special event throwing this movie on. Like if I'm gonna throw Predator One on, like I'm gonna get a big bowl of popcorn, I'm gonna get some beers, I'm gonna like just really like enjoy myself and do this. This seems like more of a casual casual franchise, a casual movie. I don't know yeah. if that's that's not a good word for it, but casual it's not a blockbuster (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. it it doesn't feel like an event compared to like if i'm throwing on like star wars a new hope (laughs) that's fair (laughs) um so as you said not a real big blockbuster here um this got what we think what four million pounds but According to the translation, <laughs> 5.5. It really didn't do so well at the blo- at the uh, box office for this movie. Which I think Shaun of the Dead is more of a cult classic now. It is. As is classic for zombie movies. That's yeah. typically how it goes. Um, yeah, it's like an R-rated, it's an R-rated violent comedy. Like those are hard to those are hard to I well, at the time, yeah, with, like, yeah. Like now, you can get away with them, but like, yeah, mm-hmm. it, that didn't pass back in the day. No, um, domestically in the states, it only got thirteen million. Wow! Still, and though, so, it's against a budget of four, so it still made money. Uh, or five, 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 five and a half million, I think. Uh, internationally, sixteen million. Wow. So like worldwide combined a um, thirty million. So that when you like we think about it now and like it has such like fond memories of looking back on it and it's become a cult classic. Like this is before any of these people were that big. Like Simon Pegg wasn't Simon. Like this is the movie you think of with Simon Pegg's start is this movie. So like it actually kind of makes sense that it wasn't like a huge box office hit because there was, would have been a relative unknown uh, niche zombie movie. So like, uh, I actually understand that. That makes sense. Yeah, that made this movie like extra, extra refreshing to watch. Cause I mean, we've been talking it out, but I just went through like every single Marvel movie watching all of them. And just to watch like a mid budget, like very well acted, very well written like zombie comedy is was really refreshing compared to like these billions and billions of dollars spectacles of like CG fests and green screen. Like it was cool just to see like a real, like not like, like mid stakes zombie movie. It was, it was nice. It was nice to see that. It was was low budget. I wouldn't say 4 million is a mid budget. Yeah. Yeah. Low budget even. Yeah. Um, so at the box office, so it came out September 24th. So it was, in that Halloween October era uh, for 2004. So coming in, in, in number 10 at the box office in its 29th week was hero with 608,000. The jet. Lee movie. Jet, yeah, I was going to say, is that jet oh, Lee? Okay. <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> number nine in its 36 week with 700,000 without a paddle. Oh, I loved without a paddle. Lovely movie. Number eight with 15 million with 1.1 cellular. Oh, God. Chris Evans. Chris Evans. (laughs) Number seven in its eighth week with 1.1 in spare change. Wimbledon. Ugh. Is that Kristen Bale? No, it's um, Kirsten Dunst. It was like that random time where we got two tennis rom coms. (laughs) Tennis movies. (laughs) When tennis was was hot. No one asked for tennis movies. (laughs) No one. Number six in its 15th week with 1.1 and some spare change. uh, Resident Evil Apocalypse. Oh, God. Remember Uh, the first one of those being good and then it just taking a drastic dive off a cliff? Oh, I love Resident Evil One. Coming in in five at in fifth, in its first week with one point one and spare change, Shaun of the Dead. 
All right. So let's see what beat Shaun of the Dead. In its first week, coming in at number four with 1.3 million, First Daughter. Oh, God. The Katie Holmes movie. Number three in its eighth week with 1.5 million, Mr. 3000. Oh, I fucking okay. love that movie. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're due for a good baseball movie. It's been a while. Major League is uh, the uh, a franchise. Number two, and in his eighth week with 1.9 million, Sky Captain and the World Tomorrow. Fuck you guys. I love that movie. Oh, dude. <laughs> you can find out what we thought, that, what some of us here at No Cell thought of it at, <laughs> at NoCellEntertainment.com. Coming in at number one in its first week with 7.6 million. That's the number one movie at, with 7.6 million. They're forgotten. I've forgotten that movie. Isn't that Julianne like- Moore. I, oh, wasn't that a I horror got. movie? I, I think, think it's like an alien movie or something. Psychological horror film. Yeah, I think I've seen yeah. that. <laughs> With Dominic West when he was trying to be a thing. Oh, not yeah. A good, it, not a good week for movies. Yeah, the plot of the movie is that it's uh, people being told that their ch- child never existed. Yeah, that's and then it turns so out. Times. I think it's. I think it turns out it's all aliens or something at the end. <laughs> they got Shyamalan'd. Well, Shaun of the Dead might not have had as good a start as some of the other movies on that week, but it's definitely lasted a lot better than a lot of the other movies on that week. With all those movies, I think Shaun of the Dead or is probably the or probably because of the franchise Resident Evil. Shaun of the Dead is probably the more rememberable movie out of them all. I'd still stay Shaun of the Dead some more memorable because most people I think so. nowadays look at Resident Evil as just like a piece of shit thing because of how far off the deep end it went. I think I think it's Shaun of the Dead, but I was just saying Resident Evil is up there too because of namesake of movies and video games and you name it, they have it, you know. So let's move on. Let's do the ratings and then we'll do our own uh, ratings and rankings since it'll be pretty easy for this week's rankings. Um, IMDb gave this a 7.9. Uh, Rotten Tomato, all critics gave it 92%. Damn. Right on. With 212 reviews. Uh, top critics gave uh, this 91% with 53 reviews. And then the audience gave it 93 with 250,000 plus <laughs> reviews. So, Keith, you have a review or so? Yeah, I got I'm continuing the I don't know why I'm I don't know why I've chosen this theme, but I'm uh, I'm going with the Roger Ebert theme. And uh, this movie came out in 2004 while Roger Ebert was still alive. So I've got a little reading series from the Roger Ebert review. Shaun of the Dead has its pleasures, which are mild but real. I like the way the slacker characters maintain their slothful gorm- gormlessness in the face of urgent danger. And I like the way the British bourgeois values of Sean's mum and dad assert themselves even in the face of catastrophe. There's also that stubborn British courage in times of trouble. We never closed, bragged the big neon sign outside the windmill strip club in Soho, which stayed on every night in the Blitz. In this movie, the Winchester pub exists in that same spirit. So that's, uh, I think what Ebert's referring to there is the, how just how, like, how tight and clean and good the plot outside the zombies is. So to have that good zombie stuff going on there alongside the other good relationships and good jokes and good drama. And, uh, oh, yeah, Roger Ebert gave it three stars out of four. Also a positive review. (laughs) I can't believe that same website would then give The Predator (laughs) the same star ranking as Shaun of the Dead. It's worth noting, however, that that was a different writer. (laughs) <laughs> who is very bad at his job, yeah. I will say. <laughs> Who's a big Predators fan. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. loved it. Ate that shit up. Oh, another line I liked from this movie was when they're doing that bar fight and Sean yells at David to kill the queen. And he's like, <laughs> what? He's like, the jukebox. Oh, so good. So, boys, what do you guys rank, rate this movie? Uh, I'll jump in and go first. Um, it's a great movie. There's nothing to really 
look back on and dislike. It's not a perfect movie by any means, so I came in at four and a quarter stars. Well, I'll be a star glazing buddy with buddies with you there. So I'll, uh, I'm going to choose four stars for this movie. I think, like I said, it's not like a, it's not like a big epic movie. It's just, it's tight. It's clean. It's got a just good arcs for everybody. Solid action, solid drama, solid horror, solid comedy, four stars. Uh, uh, for me, I'll give it a, uh, four and a quarter. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie from beginning to end. You know, there might be a dry spot here and there. And, um, but no, I really, really enjoyed this movie. Um, one of those things, you know, I'll try to maybe watch it once a year now or something because I forgot how good it was. Cause I saw it, I've seen it only a couple times and then I'm like, eh, it's okay. But when you truly watch it, you'd be like, okay, I get I get it now, you know? <laughs> All right, boys, let's go to the big star glazing board. So that brings Shaun of the Dead in at 4.2, which will put it number two on the star glazing board behind Predator, which will hold strong at number one. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So, so since we do the rankings of uh, hero villain movie... I guess movie is still hot, uh, Shaun of the Dead, and then heroes <laughs> Shaun. The villain is David. Z- zombies. <laughs> the, their asshole roommate. <laughs> the <laughs> asshole roommate. You know that's fun. You know we. I. I guess we'll put villain of uh, the zombies down because. Yeah, heroes and villains doesn't quite fit this just because it's such like a British ass. It's like a British comedy horror movie, so it's just, it just kind of it's like it just kind of is. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. But, but yeah, we need a hero and a villain. <laughs> so, There's always a hero and a villain. We're, we're sacrificing the uh, zombies <laughs> for villain. Yeah, damn zombies. Ah, <laughs> oh, boys, this this was a nice palate cleanser after the slog <laughs> of the last three movies of the Predator franchise. <laughs> Nice to get back into something good. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The last few movies were rough. Yeah. <laughs> um, so our next movie here is uh, Hot Fuzz. And I'm, I, I can tell you guys that this is the movie that I've been looking forward to more than the other two. Really? I was looking forward to Shaun of the Dead more. I remember like in... Hot Fuzz is going to come in hard with the action, but I remember yep. Shaun of the Dead being the more complete movie. Uh, this Hot Fuzz, uh, is one. It, I remember. I remember the my surroundings for it. I don't know. It just it just hit me differently when I first saw it. So I like. I just can't wait to rewatch it to see if I get that again or does it change for me this time after watching Sean. This time, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to do a rewatch on this one. I think last this is the one I've seen least recently. I think out of all of them, so I, I don't remember it much. I remember, I think I, it had to have been right when it came out when I watched it. But I remember I didn't quite like it the same as Shaun of the Dead. So I'm excited to like re-examine it just from a cool action movie angle. I think that'll yeah. be a good healthy way to look at it. Because Sean came out in 2004, and then Hot Fuzz came comes out three years later, and I and I and that's the one thing I love about this trilogy is each movie's different. We have zombies for this one, and our next one is going to be uh, like an action pack with almost the same cast. And if I remember right, there's a wild and crazy twist at the end of it that I'm excited to re-see. <laughs> yeah. So that's next week here. So that's going to be super exciting because so far we're one for one for this trilogy. But fair, the, the last trilogy started out one we, for we, one. <laughs> I was saying, but we did say last time. We were one for one. Yeah, I'm pretty granted, sure our best days are ahead of us. <laughs> yeah. Granted, we no, we knew with Predator that the best yes. was at the beginning, and it was gonna just go downhill from there. I can't <laughs> wait to see. I can't wait till once we get to the when we get done with these three and see how we rank them. Because I feel 
some this might... will be a lot closer i think yeah yeah they're all by pretty way, solid <laughs> yeah uh by the way uh shauna dead's imdb plot some uh summary is this by the way a man's uneventful life is disrupted by a zombie apocalypse yeah that's yeah that's it <laughs> pretty dead on so uh this brings an end to this week's episode unless i'm forgetting anything boys no good so this brings an end to this week's episode of fake movie experts you can listen to all of our podcasts at nocellentertainment.com that's right nocellentertainment.com you can look us up on any of our social media websites and like always you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcast i forgot to get a pint damn it (laughs) oh (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.